So the scripture text that we chose for this morning is a little out of our usual. We would have been in Acts, but neither Andy nor I felt like it was time to move yet to um, the story of the early church. We needed some more time after that uh, resurrection story with Mark that left us sort of open-ended to see what- I didn't want to go to the Ascension yet. They're like ready to shoot them up already, and I'm not, no. No. Well, yeah, we were still feeling like there's some time we needed to spend where Jesus was present with um, with the disciples and with the people. So we're going to be in Luke 24, verses 14 through 43. Many of you may know this story as the walk to Emmaus. So we'll start with uh, with Luke 24. Hear these words from the gospel. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? And they stood still, looking sad, And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place here in these days? And he asked them, What things? And they replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel, Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. And then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are. And how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Wasn't it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly saying, no, stay with us because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. And so he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, were our hearts not burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem and they found the 11 and their companions gathered together. And they were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and he has appeared to Simon. And then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. And while they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet and see that it is I, myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. 
While in their joy, they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. Hear what the church is saying through the scriptures. Thanks be to God. Amen. I love this story. I it's can't wait. So to good. So good. There's even moments that I noticed that we didn't even talk about, and yeah. then we're probably not going to talk about. But that I was like, oh, there's a heartwarming experience. How Wesleyan. Anyway, um, what we're going to do, uh, church, we are going to ask three questions. That's how we're going to frame our time uh, together in this conversation. And the three questions are: first of all, what immediately jumps out? Uh, to you from this story? And then um, what was your aha or mm moment? That, that moment you're like, oh, there's, uh, the, there's something here that's, that's truly meaningful and beautiful. And then the final question, what's the good news? Where is the gospel in this particular story? So um, <laughs> Jules, why don't you kick us off? What in this story immediately jumps out to you. It is so funny. This story, it makes me laugh. I, it wasn't until we read it out loud together this week and talked about it. Um, and even now it's making me laugh a little bit. How funny each beat of this story is. It's so well written. Like, um, I keep thinking that Jesus, he, he, over and over again in this text, he like pops out of a, a hat like a rabbit, like a magician's trick. Like he shows up and he's like, hey guys, how you doing? What you talking about? And even um, he says like, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? And they're sad. You know, I, I imagine they're like sad cartoon faces. And, and it's like, he's just so curious. Mm-hmm. And so, and then he said, when they say what they're, you know, oh, we're talking about the things. Don't you know about the things? Yeah. Jesus they don't know he's Jesus, of course, but like, right. it's, it's like the, the you been living in a cave. Yeah. It's like, like, well, <laughs> well, kind of, and the, really the reader, <laughs> it's a perfectly written comedy, right? Because as the reader, we know it's him. Mm-hmm. And so we know he's asking ridiculous questions, but um, he says, what things are you, what things happened? Like, no, do tell. Yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> It's, and then they, they do what I think you even said um, on Thursday, they Christ-splain the, the crucifixion <laughs> to him. And it's just over and over again, so, so often in scripture, I think things are funny, mm-hmm. but this story is actually funny. And the, the image that kept coming up aside from the rabbit in the hat, I think I said this to you this week was, it's like when a uh, roadrunner runs off the cliff and then he somehow like gets behind Wiley e. Coyote again. And then he looks over Wiley e. Coyote's shoulder and is like, huh, yeah. what you looking at? <laughs> it's just, yeah. it makes it, this story makes me, it, you know, especially after all the pain and terror of the last few chapters of the gospels, um, it just feels like they needed a laugh. And this is what it gives me is just this sense of like, <sighs> yeah, th- sometimes things are funny. So yeah. I don't know what, I mean, it, it's also, um, this is like one day after, or maybe the day of, even it says the women came from the tomb that morning. 
And so they're like not even done getting shaken yet, right? And so the idea that they would know any of this is also really fascinating to me. Like they're still trying to make meaning. Of course they don't know it's him. And so of course it's a little bit of a weird scenario. He's just so, he's just so funny and kind in this story. And I, I just like really appreciate that Jesus um, right now. What about you? What was the thing that? Well, similarly, I what what always has jumped out to me in this story is he's messing with them. Like he is, he's, he's totally messing with them as they're walking along. He could have just done the thing and been like, um, it's yeah. me. Right. But he doesn't. And it's in what I read in that is that Jesus is so thankful to be in conversation and communication again with uh, people he loves. Um, which is all people, right? So he's just, it's, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about, he's almost like a puppy who wants companionship. And he's like, I, I could totally tell him, I could just tell him right now, but, but no, then it would like be over. I'd have to like vanish, like I'm gonna eventually here. So I'm gonna just let this go a little longer. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with them again and remind them of the totality of the story. And, and they'll keep asking questions and this will get extended a little longer, this time of, of just, relating with one another just being together and walking along uh, i just imagine the the joy that he feels in being able to bless these two people who are hurting and he knows they're hurting but he also knows that eventually um they're gonna be filled with joy so he he lets it hang yeah Yeah. like he's he got he spent the last three days before this um, either being betrayed or abandoned or tortured or dead. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's been a really bad yeah. of days. And he's, <laughs> yes. it's like, it, like, it's almost like what you're saying. I think it's so beautiful. It's like, he's hungry for their friendship mm-hmm. and to yeah. also like, fix some things. But I mean, I know that that might be, that might come later in our conversation, but like, it's like he wants to spend time with them. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Like he, he is, it's not been that long and yet it's, it feels like he missed, he's missed them. Yeah. And he's just able to be with them. So. So, I mean, I think that I remember that that connects to your aha moment. Um, What was the thing where you were like, huh? Oh, this is interesting. I found something new here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess when, when I've seen pictures in my mind or actual pictures of resurrection, um, it's always, uh, how can I put this? There's, there's a lot of, of hype in the picture, right? Um, and you almost hear angels sing, oh, that kind of thing after Jesus comes back. But that's not what we read here. In fact, resurrection is about intimacy and friendship and togetherness in a small, intimate setting. Um, hmm. And it's, it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful and, and life-giving for both Jesus and for these two. And we can see that because 
they don't want it to end either. They're like, hey, we've walked all this way. Come on, have a meal with us. Keep hanging out with us. And there's something about that, the beauty of that togetherness, the richness of being together, that is, that's the picture of resurrection that we get um, in, in reality. And to me, that's uh, really beautiful. And I think probably because I miss that so much. Yeah. Um, and so I, I noticed that in particular, but also, and you sort of alluded to this, um, these, these folks and the rest of the disciples and humanity actually has really let Jesus down. Like the last engagement he was having with them, like eventually they betray him and they turn him over and then they, humanity beats him down and, and denies that they know him. And he's just had a rough go with people. Yeah. And could like, would be well within his rights to be walking along with these guys and be like, hey, while we're here, um, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you. Yeah. Because this is who I am and you treated me like garbage. But he doesn't instead, like it's, he goes right away to, to relationship. Yeah. To blessing and, and there's healing that happens there too. Um, in, in both of these instances of his appearances here, there's healing because he doesn't bring up the other stuff. Instead, yeah. He's like, I'm just so glad to be with you. And I really want you to know it's me. Um, he doesn't say, I told you so. Uh-uh. Because mm -mm. he, could, he could. He could be like, listen, I'm on my way out, but I just really wanted to prove to you all. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yep. you were wrong. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm back, baby. No, it's, not, it's nothing like that. It's, it's all it's, about the healing of the relationship and about recognizing each other. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Um, how about you? What, what was your aha? Or, mm, yeah, the things that kept popping out to me are the, just the physicality of this story. Um, and I had so many... I didn't realize how pointless their walking was until I read this week that nobody really knows where Emmaus is or why these guys would want right. to go there. There, yeah. um, it's, it, I, I've been thinking about recalling this, like renaming the story, the escape from Jerusalem. Um, or the meandering around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they're not going to Emmaus for any real reason. In fact, they go to Emmaus, they have dinner and then they immediately come back. Like it's not like they're at them the same day. They don't even want to stay there. And so they walk 14 miles for no reason. And as somebody who is regularly walking between six and 10 miles a day for no reason, other than to just like not be in my house to try yeah. to get, find some meaning in what's happening around me. I had a lot of like human compassion for what they're about in this story. Um, it's like, they're trying to walk it off. Right. Like, let's just go. And the, the physical nature of walking, there's this um, spiritual teaching that is um, solvitor ambulando in, in Latin, which just means it'll be solved in the walking. Mm -hmm. And I love that phrase so much because it just reminds me, and this is obviously true for these disciples too, these followers of Jesus, like when your body is moving, your spirit moves in a different way as well. And um, 
that seems like what they were trying to do. They're trying to figure out what is happening. And then they're eating all the time and they're touching. And it's just this like, the thing that I'm lacking right now in so many ways, and I, I know this is true for so many, is just that sense of like physical intimacy, physical presence, physical things um, and people. And everything seems realer when I'm walking around or moving and thinking and get get just, it makes, makes the lack of presence of the people that I would do that processing with or that have that relationship to, um, a little bit less painful because it feels like my spirit is at work in a new way. It frees up my heart to see something differently. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just over and over again in this story between the walking and the touching of the wounds and the eating of the dinner and the fish, like Jesus, like eating fish, what a weird detail. It just felt like a revelation to me of how, um, how our bodies can help us to heal from things Mm -hmm. And also how important it is to have that connection to the world when we have just experienced something so traumatic um, and awful, something like our friend being killed or, uh, you know, like with this story that they're experiencing or any of the other things, the kinds of traumas that we're experiencing right now or have throughout our entire lives. Um, this, it feels like a very real story to me. Yeah. I, I would just, um, couple of things uh, came to mind as you were you were talking there. One is that uh, Amy and I from time to time have decided on if we have a time for a date, we'll go and we'll hike um, the trail up to Pittock Mansion. And we've discovered that those times are some of the best conversations because there's nothing else. You're just walking. So you're going to either talk or you're going to just be together and not talk. Yeah. So I, I, I'm totally resonating with what you're saying there. And the piece about uh, intimacy and touch and missing that, I, I was sharing with you earlier um, this week when we were talking about this, how I, um, I'm so prone to either touching someone on the shoulder or on the arm or doing or giving hugs or high five or whatever. And I, that's why I, I feel like I hug my family more because I, I need that. But I also, I walk into the, uh, the shelter and I just want to hug everyone and I can't and it drives like it's in, it would be inappropriate first of all just go around hugging but also like dangerous now but it doesn't keep me from being right. wanting to be connected right that that's yeah. just so important and, and I imagine that um we're not the only ones that are missing that. yeah some have been missing it for way before right and one of the gifts that Jesus gives in this story is just like his his, we talk about presence, but it's kind of abstract in a lot of ways that we talk about it generally. Oh, God's presence. Yeah. But this, this presence, this incarnation, this Jesus is like very real. Yeah. And he's, he is right in the spaces of these, these men who are walking and talking with him. Um, and how, what a wonderful uh, image and model. And like, I just need that kind of Jesus right now. Yeah, I really need that. And it sounds like that's what you're talking about too. Like we need that in each other as the body of Christ in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the, what's the good news, pastor? What's the good news? Oh man, my good news feels a little bit like not good news today. Um, but it, I think it is. And it's something that struck me on 
the, my third reading of this text this week, which is when he comes back, he's, he's gone through all the things he's, you know, been through death and back out into life. And yet he still has wounds. I'm going to go back to the text and see, um, they were startled and terrified. And he says, why are you frightened? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it's myself. Um, a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And, um, and we know from the story of Thomas that, and we know from Thomas, um, that he comes back in that, in that gospel, um, text and he still has the wounds in his hands and in his side and in his feet. And Thomas touches them and puts his hands in them. And I was like, Oh my goodness. We like mortality is so real right now to me. Like the mortality of myself, but also people I care about, you know, I mean, we all have so many people in our lives who are either dying or have died or are vulnerable to this disease or some other thing that's happening in the world. Um, and so our bodies feel very present, I think right now, and death feels really real and sad. Um, but then he, Jesus decides to show up. He could have like, I mean, let's be honest. If you can manage resurrection, you can probably manage to resurrect yourself in a better body. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just yeah. assuming that that's a talent that, that is available. Um, if you can do the other thing and, but he, he appears to these guys, um, and to the women, he appears to all of his disciples in a body that's scarred and wounded. And it still shows it's traumatic history. Like it's not magically fixed. It's right. him. And, but it refuses to hide what has happened. And, um, I just think that there's something really powerful to me and good news to me when he shows up reincarnated. Um, <laughs> I know that's not a term we use in Christian, uh, tradition, but he is reincarnated and that body is, I am with you. I'm with you even with the hurts. I'm with you even with all of the scars and the broken places. Um, and that in the, it was in the act of breaking the bread at Emmaus that he is revealed to them. Like it's not the fixing of things where he shows up. It's in these like ugly or broken places that get transformed and redeemed. Yeah. And that it's like, um, it's like he's saying, okay, here's the real, here's the real physical evidence that you needed. Here's the, here's the proof that you've been asking for. When I say that death does not conquer, um, look, look, like it really doesn't. I, yeah. I'm still like, I'm still hurt and I'm here and I'm back and I'm alive and I'm alive in a new way. And I haven't forgotten and you haven't forgotten, but now we have something new here. Um, and so the, the good news for me is like really this question of how do we, um, how do we take that, that hurt and kind of transform it, resurrect ourselves, resurrect the world, resurrect our communities, Mm -hmm. Um, not pretending like it didn't happen, but to follow Jesus in his way of doing things, which is to allow it to belong and then to continue with this new thing where it really does say like death doesn't have the last word. Mm -hmm. 
um, this feels like the story that says that to me. And so I'll, I'm going to be wrestling with that good news for a while. What about you? Beautiful. That's, I really love that. That's good. Um, Thanks. So, so, <laughs> so often at Easter, we sing about and we hear about um, uh, the resurrection of Jesus being victory over death. Mm-hmm. And it is that. You know, I, I think about, we didn't sing this song this year, but um, uh, there's a lyric uh, in, in the song, Up From the Grave, He Arose, we sing, death could not keep its prey, right? I, yeah. I love that idea. I love that reality. Hmm. In this story, I see that um, resurrection isn't just a victory over death, but it's an invitation to fuller life, yeah. to more intimate connection and uh to me i see that in the way that he interacts with the two on the road to emmaus and the way that he interacts with uh when when he appears to the rest of them and he's like uh, no it's really me i'm really here touch me give me give me something to eat let's go here we go like not not just look at me i'm not dead it's yeah. no, look at me, let's enter into life. Let's enter into life. Uh, hmm. Same time, um, there, there, I also uh, think the good news is that there's no rush to this. Hmm. Um, this is still really early and I love the gentle way. And I say that Jesus is messing with the two on the road to Emmaus, but I also think that he's, he's being really gentle and he's not just trying to put a Band-Aid over the trauma of his death. He could have just showed up and been like, Jesus here, y'all better now, right? Because that, that would be to completely try to eliminate the fact that they not only saw him die, but saw a horrible, ter- just the sight of that kind of death is deeply traumatic. And so... Even Jesus doesn't even say who he is before he vanishes from their table after he's broken the bread. He, he lets them have the time. He reminds them of the whole of the story, but there's a real um, gentleness and easing into the reality of resurrection that I think is, yeah. I think is really important. I know that, that personally, um, Lately, I've had very well-meaning people who have um, either said to me or written in cards. I got a card just the other day where someone was like, um, it was a sympathy card for, for Krista's death. And they, they, they mean the best, but they're like, um, you're going to see that God is going to use this for really important things. And um, that even that God's going to make life and light and hope out of this. And I kind of wanted to take that card and just tear it in half and throw it in the toilet. Not because I, I don't like the person, but because it's, it's awfully soon. It's like, too soon. I need to feel this. I need to feel this. Um, and I feel like Jesus allows for that, the easing into. Uh, yeah, eventually I'll, I'll probably come to a place of recognizing that it does all belong but it's, it's awfully soon. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, what you said about letting them tell the stories and yeah. tell the stories, what a, 
wow, I hadn't thought about like, they need that time to sort of begin to reconfigure how they understand before they can get to, and now it's meaningful, Mm -hmm. right? Um, If they ever can get to that. Right. And he doesn't seem to think that it's necessary. He doesn't tell them, okay, well, figure it out. Yeah. So here's the other thing that I think is good news. Um, Hmm. We see, we read this, this phrase, um, he says, uh, talks about the son of man entering into his glory. And I've always thought of, of Jesus being glorified. Again, going back to the pictures of, of uh, Jesus all dressed in, ro- in white and shining light behind him and his arms spread wide and he's been glorified, right? But that only, as I remember, happens one time and it's not after he dies it's during the transfiguration when he glows really bright white and and in actuality jesus entering into his glory according to this story looks like um being with people telling stories connecting um touching eating food breaking bread this is God's glory. This is the glorification of Jesus, which, hang with me on this. If we decide, if we go along with what Father Richard Rohr said, you knew he was going to show up, right? Uh huh. <laughs> if we are to go. going to start a bingo card. <laughs> if if we're, we go along with what uh, Father Richard suggests, that we are indeed the second coming of Christ, that we are the embodiment of Christ, then when we gather together, when we are connected, and and even it says, we read in scripture, where two or more are gathered, there Christ is present. The glory of Jesus, the glory of the Son of Man, is when we come together and we hug one another, touch one another, we share the peace of Christ as we do uh, when we, we have uh, potlucks or parties or, or, or even just the simple piece of bread that we dip in the cup. And this is why, um, as much as that's good news, it's really hard news to get right now. And it's painful because we, we don't have that in the same way. I mean, I've moved to tears because, uh, I, I want to be together and have that um, because that's where Christ is glorified is when the body of Christ, the second coming, the resurrected body of Christ is able to gather in that unique way. And I miss that. The good news is I, I truly believe in resurrection hope that's coming back. We will do that. I believe that. And it may look different and we may have to ease into it. We may have to do that. But I I believe that the day is coming and we can anticipate that. That's good news to me. Yeah. Whew. That's a lot of good news, though. I think so. Yeah. I hope so. Well. Do we get it? I think we got it. I think that's enough for one day. All right. For one Sunday. Great. Can you can you pray? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, thank you for 
your felt presence among us in the stories, in the people, in the breaking of bread, in the walking, in the wounds, in all of the ways in which we can share in your being during these seasons when it is so hard sometimes to be separated. We ask you to bless us with new ways, with new insights, and with new understandings of your presence and ours together as a community. So we ask you to have blessed this time, to bless all of the ways in which people connect to one another following it, and we ask you to keep everyone safe and well until we are together again as one body, as your people. And we give you thanks and praise for every blessing. Amen. Amen. You want to sing? Should we sing yeah. some benediction? Why don't you lead this time? Because I led last week. All right. All right. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make God's face to shine upon you and be gracious, gracious, gracious to you. The Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and give you, give you, give you peace. Stay home in peace and love and serve the Lord. Amen. Miss you all. Love you. Bye-bye. I can't wait to put gym shorts back on. Yeah. And yeah. a t-shirt. I'm only doing laundry today because my stretchy pants are all to the point where I couldn't possibly wear any of them again. Yeah. Like it would be in, it would be uncool to make that. Right. Just it's time to wash the clothes. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. I, you know, have a pretty extensive collection supply of stretchy yeah. pants. I'm not going to run out. You, you did with stretchy pants over the last five years what other people did in five days with toilet paper. Exactly. You basically stockpiled. I know. I was prepping for a pandemic. That's all I was doing. Yep. Hashtag ready. pandemic pants. <laughs> so we'll go. <laughs> five, four... Filling it up too much. <laughs> you can't count down from five. It's too long for me to think about it. I silly it up too much. <laughs> okay. All right. Pull it, pull it together faster. Pull it together, Gobel. Go. Okay. All right. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold, stop. Right. Don't look at me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs>